Hey, Hope family, we have another week of Hope Dailies for you this week, which is another week to experience the mercies of God. And it truly is remarkable the way that God meets us in our needs each day and the grace that he extends to all of us, even when we are proud, which we'll get to in a minute, because we are wrapping up the book the short book of James today, and I want to take us to chapter four. Several months ago, and for several months, as we we as a staff went through the book of James, the verses we are about to look at are some of the ones that stood out most to me. Let's read them, and I'll share why I think they had such an impact on me. We'll read James 4, 4 through 10. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? So whoever wants to be the friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. Or do you think it's without reason that the scripture says the spirit he made to dwell in us envies intensely? But he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Now, these verses are clearly in the middle of a longer thought that James is making, but I really want to focus in on verse 6, where James is quoting from Proverbs 3, 34. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. For most of my life, I read this in a sort of God's judgment type of way. One way God judged the proud was by resisting them. One way he rewarded the humble was through giving grace. There may still be truth in that, but what occurred to me recently is that this is just a generally true statement, that God is not unique in resisting the proud and giving grace to the humble. It's not like the rest of us love prideful people and we despise humility in others. As a father, I resist the pride of my children and I give grace in their humility. One of our daughters is a bit of a rule follower and she once told she was once told that she couldn't have any more candy for the night. She, behind our backs, as Lee and I sat just talking at the kitchen table, went and got a starburst and unwrapped it. But because she's such a rule follower, she came back into the kitchen to throw away her trash. We noticed what was going on and we asked her, did you take another piece of candy after we told you not to? And she immediately started crying. How do you think Leah and I responded? Of course, we responded with grace because her response to correction was one of humility. There have been other times where one daughter will hit another in front of us and then immediately deny that they ever did such a thing. How do you think we respond to their pride? With resistance, of course. Chapter 4 of James begins with James asking where the quarrels and fights come from. It comes from their selfish desires, their pride in refusing to back down, and so they are met with resistance. Toward the end of chapter 3, James tells them that true wisdom comes from heaven up, from heaven above, and earthly wisdom is full of bitter envy and selfish ambition. God resisting the proud and giving grace to the humble is really the theme of the book of James. So much of what he is addressing, addressing comes back to pride. We are to be slow to anger and slow to speak, which takes humility. We are not to show favoritism, which means we must put aside our pride and others as well. He'll go on to give a very sharp warning to the rich, I'm sure hoping to instill humility. 
In the culture we are immersed in, we are very self-centered and self-focused. When my needs and my desires are my driver, I'm absolutely going to encounter resistance because other people are looking out for their needs and their interests that are now in direct competition with mine. Humility is a hard pill to swallow and a difficult mode to learn to live in. But when we embrace it, I think that we see that life gets easier. Not that we don't still run into hardship, but that we are afforded grace, both from our Heavenly Father, but from our fellow man as well. This means we need to show intellectual humility. We need to realize that, yes, we have a way of seeing the world that looks right to us, but we can't see it from all angles or all views, and some people will have opinions and views that are different than ours. And surely some of our views are flawed, even if we don't know which ones. So when we interact with people who do see the world differently than us and they have different ideas about how the world should work, we can encounter with curiosity and humility, rather than assuming we're obviously right and they must be so dumb. We need a humility that recognizes that our needs are not foremost. And our humility really should stem from our security in our relationship with the God of the universe. Earlier in James, James says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father in heaven. In the passage we read today, we see that when we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. Paul tells us in Romans that if God did not spare his son, then what will he spare from giving us? We can be secure in who we are in Christ and not have to live selfishly. I can't talk about humility without thinking about one of my more frequented passages, Philippians 2, 3-8, where Paul says there, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. This is the humility we should be practicing. Take time today and ask God to show you your proud blind spots. Where is your pride reigning and you need to give way to humility? Take note this week of the pride you see, certainly your own pride, but also the pride of others. What is your gut-level reaction when you see others acting out of a clear sense of pride? What reactions are you getting when you are acting in pride? Ask God to open your eyes to this principle, that resistance is given to the proud, but grace is given to the humble. And as you see it playing out in the world, ask God for the grace that you need to be able to live more humbly and experience more of his grace and less resistance.